Chapter 2 Tears welled in Zora's eyes as she stared at the one person she'd yearned to see since their tragic separation ten years ago. A part of her couldn't believe her luck, that Jada had been the one to help her penetrate the sky colonies, but Zora had trusted the words of Jael. She will greet you at the dawn of the night. It had been the only indication that her illegal entry would be welcomed and not result in her immediate execution. Jada stroked away the tears that escaped Zora's eyes, ignoring the flood that flowed from hers. Her hands trembled with a desperate hope that Zora wouldn't fade away, that this wasn't all a dream. I don't understand, Jada finally stammered through aching sobs. I thought you were dead. Does this mean? Zora weakly shook her head. No, the Sky Forces murdered them. Our parents tried so hard to get to you. Murdered? Jada shook her head in confusion. No, Zora. The Earth intruders were the ones. Zora? Zora? Zora crashed to the ground. Her body convulsed in waves of pain. The ascendance's effects through the shocker, along with the extremity of her climb, had finally caught up. Jada rushed down to her, cradling her head onto her lap with helpless cries as seconds passed. There were no medical personnel on staff that she could call to help without revealing the treason she now willingly embraced. Thankfully, only a minute passed before Zora's body settled into an unconscious but breathing heap of limbs. Jada jumped when Vlad appeared next to her, holding a glass of water in his hand while pulling an injectable with the royal emblem from his coat pocket. Oh, my goddess, I'd forgotten he was here. Why does he even have that? Aren't those injectables reserved for royal usage? They're so rare, and their healing powers are extraordinary. Vlad stooped down. Her body must have sustained great injury from the shocker. I'm surprised she's alive, yet nothing about her arrival or timing is shocking. Am I not right, Jada? Vlad injected Zora with the medication, and then looked pointedly at Jada, awaiting an honest response. Jada only shook her head not wanting to add more on top of the living act of treason she was determined to protect. I can't. Vlad rested the glass next to them and pushed himself up to his feet. Then I can't help you. Not anymore. Not until you're ready. I'm certain your husband is already on his way here with the shocker having gone off, even if you disabled it with the lever. How will you explain the presence of this earth intruder? She's not an intruder. She's from the sky colonies. Yet, if she came from below, she's no longer welcome here. Is she a traitor? Were your parents? Jada's eyes widened at the insinuation. How dare you imply something like that? My parents were faithful to Jael and the Order. How do you know? Vlad pressed. Perhaps they could also hear the sphere as you do. Perhaps they told someone. Jada's mouth dropped to the earth. She couldn't even bring herself to respond to the truthful allegation. Zora's stirring at that exact moment was a welcome distraction at least until she faintly murmured, they couldn't, but they knew we could. Jada's hands flew to her mouth at the utterance of the one decree that, if broken, guaranteed certain death. Anyone who voiced such claims was sentenced to skyfall, an execution equivalent to blood rain, where they were mercilessly thrown from the towers to their demise. Only the Order had access to the voice of Jael, and no one from Jada's family had descended from that purebred line of priestesses and priests. Jada gazed desperately at Vlad, who, in return, stared expectantly at her. Sighing, she gave up and gave in. Yes, I admit it. 
I can hear the whispers of despair. Without another word, Vlad descended on Zora, whipping out a charmed gold bracelet and clasping it firmly on Zora's wrist. Is that a... Jada started in awe. Yes, a shifting piece, Vlad confirmed. The most exquisite tech in the sky colonies was also reserved for royalty. This particular piece of alchemy allowed the matter around the body to shift into different forms so that the royals could do anything from changing outfits instantly to securely disappearing into the night. It was said to have been made from the same otherworldly elements as the Goldberg Sphere, with a supply that was so limited the price was beyond even the Order's vast access. Vlad's fingers moved swiftly over the shifting piece in a combination of symbols that altered the clothing Zora wore, the strands of her hair, and even the dirt on her hands and face. As an elaborate adornment took the place of Zora's worn garments, Vlad's voice softened with unexpected openness. When Jael told me of her arrival at the dawn of the night, she impressed upon me the need to help conceal and heal the stranger. I came prepared, although I didn't know what I would face. Jael shares only what is needed and nothing more, I suppose. Jada's eyes widened. You mean you also? Yes. Vlad nodded as he rose, mostly in approval of the shifting piece's work of art upon Zora. But it is a secret I can only share with those also willing to share theirs with me. You mean there are others? Jada gasped. Wait, can everyone? No, not everyone. And only in the past five years have a few of us been awakened to her voice. I stand among them, but if you and your sister have heard her words from birth, well, I don't quite know what that means. But from what I can tell, Jael only selects those who are ready and those who are being made ready. Ready for what? Jada asked. Zora slowly rose with their help and steadied herself, impressively observing the bracelet on her wrist. Then... She and Vlad soberly glanced at each other as they uttered in unison to Jada her most dreaded words. Ready for the war of wars. Legis and his men rushed to the Skyview balcony a mere minute after Zora rose to her feet. Legis! Jada exclaimed, rushing to his side as his men charged around every inch of the balcony and then their home. Before Jada had a chance to say another word, Legis suddenly halted. He stared wide-eyed at the new guest, his suspicion rapidly rising like a tidal wave. Zora's menacing expression at the sight of the sky forces didn't help to de-escalate the interaction. Her narrowed eyes and tensed body contradicted the delicacy of the gorgeous gong that had dipped her body in royalty. Confused, Legis's hand inched towards his shotgun. Jada squeezed her hands together, terrified of the unfolding reality. Still, she would not lose her sister again. She was about to shout at Zora to run when Vlad suddenly reacted. Commander! Vlad stepped in front of Legis, causing him to jump. Allow me to introduce my sister, Tamina, who I asked to join me here so that together we could make our way to our accommodations. Tamina stays out of the public light for security reasons, and it is her first time being seen in the capital. I wish to demonstrate to her that she had nothing to worry about, so I set off the shocker. I must commend your men for their attendance to the alarm, even after I turned it off. It was a useful test of your force's reaction time within the capital, albeit a bit slow. With my sister here, and the news of your shaka event earlier, I needed to see you perform outside of the demonstrative drills that I am sure you have planned for me when I take the throne. Legis, surprised, and then progressively annoyed by Vlad's explanation, 
spat out his next words with involuntary, unconstrained disgust. Your supremacy. You should know my men and I take such alarms rather seriously. Only upon hearing himself speak, and Vlad looming closer with every word, did Legius account for the position that Vlad held over him. Vlad's voice was cutting in response, despite the ease his words implied. Ah, yes, seriously indeed you must take them, which you have done well to prove to me. Still, once again, Commander, your reaction time could do with some improvement. That being said, I know such measures should never be toyed with, so upon my request, your kind wife ensured I knew the lever's location. Perhaps I turned it off too quickly, and you suspected it wasn't a real alarm. Or perhaps not, as based on your words now, it appears... This is as good as it gets with your sky forces, at least until I take the throne. Then, turning to all the troops gathered, Vlad added, I dare say, my performance was evidently far better than I thought, although I am no good at theatrics. The troops chuckled as Legis remarked, Oh, well, I did have an inkling. He was humbled and embarrassed as the men threw him a few telling glances. Legis persisted, that is the only reason why we arrived a bit slower than usual. I suspected it wasn't real. I shouldn't have slowed my men down. It is indeed better for them to act as if any possible threat is a real one. And that we absolutely agree. Vlad smiled heartily, but the twinkle was gone from his eyes. He stared hostily at Legis, who shifted uncomfortably. Jada gazed at them both, rendered speechless from the interaction and even more so by Vlad's ability to blatantly sell the lie. A shut of fear ran through her, wondering if Vlad could be trusted, but then everyone gasped as Zora weakly swayed. Jada rushed to his side, momentarily forgetting to adjust her familiarity with Zora. Tamina is no good at portal travel, Vlad offered quickly with a pointed glance at Jada who instantly took the hint. I should take her back to my place. Is it ready? Uh, yes, it is, Legis began, but we had no indication on our rosters that your sister would also be coming to the Eleven. I am not sure your accommodations would have catered for that. Oh, you need not worry. Surprise is our family's nature, as I'm sure you already garnered from my early arrival. But it is also one of the ways we stay safe. I know you were not yet in charge of the Sky Colony's forces on the last eleven, but you should take note that the procedures for royalty vary greatly from that of the Order. With us, you will only know what you need to know when you need to know it. Vlad's voice hardened just enough for Legis to remember once more his position as service to royalty. When Legis bowed his head, Vlad knew the battle had been won, at least for now. All, Vlad continued, Tamina and I thank you for your accommodations. Vlad emphasized his readiness to leave by placing his arm around Zora and moving them towards the Skyview's exit. Zora walked with him as naturally as she could but exchanged a hidden longing glance with Jada before leaving her home. And you didn't find anything about Tamina suspicious? Legis pressed Jada as she added the finishing touches to her long feathered hair. He hadn't stopped interrogating her about the unfolding of events since Vlad and Zora had left, even following Jada to the bathing quarters while she cleaned and back into the dressing room as she got ready for the eleven. She seemed most pleasant upon her arrival, so no... I didn't. Jada tried to keep her voice steady and relaxed as tiny beads of sweat sought to betray her. When exactly did she arrive, you said? How long before the alarm went off? Uh, maybe 30 minutes? 
And the alarm didn't just go off, Legis. He set it off. Yes. And you still haven't told me how exactly he did that. What? How did he set off the alarm? Tell me step by step what he did. Jada's mind raced for a possible technical explanation that would satisfy Legis's probe. When she could think of none, given her unfamiliarity with the new tech design of the shuckers, she offered, I didn't actually see what he did. I stayed next to the lever to disable it. But he said he pulled the lever. Yes, well, I think he didn't want me to get into trouble with you. Am I in trouble, my love? Lee just caught himself in that moment and pulled back slightly in his interrogation. No, not at all, my love. I'm sorry I'm being a bit rough. It's just that... Hmm. He saw that lie so well, him being the one to pull the lever. I wonder what else he might have... No, I understand your concerns, and even more so why this bothers you. Jada interrupted his trajectory, although she also shared the same worry. Vlad's speedy ability to weave a tall tale was disorienting at the very least. Her mind raced through possible angles she could take to get Legis off Vlad's trail, and more importantly, Zora's. I'm so sorry for what happened. You must have felt like he made a fool of you, and in front of your men too. These royals are known for their callous ways, aren't they? I had hoped he would be different to the rest, but I've never met a royal before to know how they behave. Nodding slowly, Legis sighed. I've heard horror stories from previous commanders of the forces. They are spoilt, uncaring, and very self-interested. They do whatever they want, and somehow the order allows this. They claim it is the will of Jael. You're right. What bothers me the most is that I was embarrassed in front of my men. But, as our next in line, his actions were well within his right, and outside of mine to question. I guess it was just the second time for the day that something like this happened. Oh? Jada encouraged him to continue. Yes, the first shaka event was a malfunction of some kind. The one on the floor below wasn't working, which seemed to set off a cascade of events. I had to reveal this in front of the counselors gathered. Then, we had to shut down all the shakas for a few hours to reconfigure the frequencies, a risk that I had no choice but to take on my first eleven as commander. Thankfully, from all appearances, nothing penetrated the city. The crazy thing is, though, the second shaka blasted off as soon as we put them back online. We initially thought it was another malfunction, which is why we were so slow to respond. Can you imagine what would have happened if his supremacy Vlad had tried to test the shaka before that? He would have discovered the capital's defenses were down, and I might have lost my post. However, I am confident that they have all been reset and fully tested, so that will never happen again. It's just, since his arrival, everything feels different. It's as though everything is about to change. Jada reached for his arm and squeezed it, but her mind was busy piecing together the implications of Zora's climb. What would have happened if all the shockers were active? Somehow, Jael had orchestrated a period that allowed Zora the very best chance to enter the city. Jada was relieved that they'd ruled out the first shockwave as an error on the part of the tech, yet she couldn't help but wonder if Zora had been the reason for the first alarm. Could she have withstood two shockwaves and still be alive? How did she even survive after one? Does this mean the new tech doesn't work as well as Legis believes it does? Ultimately, at that moment, it didn't matter. Jada wanted nothing more than to see her sister again. She longed to ask her everything about what had happened to her and what was coming. For now, she would have to be content knowing Zora was safe, assuming Vlad's protection was genuine. Vlad, who is he? And will he keep my secret? Can I trust him? 
Jada never thought there would be another human alive who would know of her connection to Jael. She felt incredibly exposed and very much in danger, yet wildly filled with an inexplicable excitement to have someone else know her darkest truth. Strolling to the mirror wall as she pulled up her dazzling white ball gown, Jada considered the dangerous extent of her exposure. Unconsciously, she bit her lip once more, increasingly intoxicated by her own seductions. Legis felt the heat rising from her skin and walked behind her as she regarded her beauty in the mirror. Hungry for the tantalizing energy that had arisen from her depths, he pulled down the straps of her dress and plunged his mouth into her neck. Jada moaned helplessly for him, but she also couldn't resist the image of Vlad flashing across her mind. Why are you helping me, really? What is in this for you? Zora eyed the charming royal she had only just met, yet was somehow confined to live with under the disguise of being his sister, at least for the time being. Jael, he started. No, Zora interrupted. I know what you told Jada, but I also know your type, and I have the knowledge of the Earth Colony, so you can't fashion me into one of your blindly loyal subjects. I already know you would have said whatever it took to sell my naive older sister and the version of the story you need her to believe, but I can see right through your facade. Then why did you come with me? Why let me help you? Vlad grinned with amusement at the breathtaking fireball that stood strong before him. Zora was as tall and lean as most royals were, but she was far too muscular to be one of them. He carefully thought through the most suitable backstory for her athletic build as his sister, vaguely paying attention to her tirade. Oh, so I should have let them just kill me instead? I'm not stupid, Zora retorted, sending a hearty laugh through Vlad's being. My dear Tamina, it's Zora. No, it is not. Vlad grew rapidly serious, and Zora knew she had to pay attention no matter her opinion of his intentions. Royals were mostly untouchable, but the choice he'd made to save her would most certainly endanger his life. Only one royal in history was ever known to have been executed by the Order. It was for compassion towards citizens of the Earth colonies. Tamina, it is. Zora confirmed her understanding of their arrangement, although she couldn't hide her scorn for that name. The first queen of the Sky Colonies was held in great contempt on the Earth. Vlad stared at Zora with his complete attentiveness now. He considered the choice he'd made, and for a brief second, he wondered if it was worth the risk. Zora sensed his doubt, and it softened her enough to want to address it, but he lifted his hand to stop her from speaking. This is my choice, and therefore you are my responsibility. You may not believe what I told Jada, and I have no interest in pretending that spinning lies isn't among my favorite games to play. You're right. We royals enjoy soothing the boredom of this life through the amusement you mere mortals provide, running around trying to escape our wrath. That was me. That is me. Except when Giles speaks. Vlad's voice trailed off. The smug justification Zora felt as he had spoken also trailed off with it. Vlad walked up to her, and with earnest, spoke in almost a whisper. I didn't think it was possible. All those we've executed over the years for claiming the same. But then, one day, five years ago, it started. I heard Jael, but no one around me could hear her. I thought I was going insane. Then, I couldn't understand why she would pick me. I was as depraved as they came. I enjoyed the suffering of others. A part of me still does. It is our way, all I've known. Every significant choice I've made since then has been at her instruction. 
Shia is the reason I'm now the next in line to the throne, why I was chosen from my generation of royals. I never had that aspiration, yet, here I am. Shayel hasn't explained why she needed me to do any of what I've done, so, the truth is, I don't have an answer for why I'm helping you. I can only offer that Jael is helping you through me. And, well, the irony is that I was hoping you could tell me why, and more crucially, what exactly is the War of Wars? Zora held her head and walked over to the plush couch, dropping into it as she let out an exasperated sigh. Shayel hadn't chosen to give anyone the complete picture. Instead, she had gifted each of them with only one piece of the puzzle. Zora shared this theory with Vlad, adding, It forces us to find each other and work together, doesn't it? But at what cost and what loss, I... As the shock and adrenaline of her climb and the danger of being exposed finally began to wear off, the grief of losing Raya enclosed Zora on all sides. She broke into tears, weakened from the pain, with Vlad kneeling next to the couch in deep concern. Her name was Raya, Zora cried, and she was the very best friend and sister I could have ever dreamt of finding after I lost Jada. Why didn't Jael warn me? Why didn't she let me save her? Vlad bowed his head, understanding Zora's pain far more than he was willing to say. Jael's instructions had a way of raising far more questions than providing answers. He eventually left Zora to nurse her pain after she'd indicated her desire to be alone, but he couldn't stop thinking about her or Jada. They were anomalies he hadn't expected in the unfolding of events, and he was irresistibly drawn to them both. But Jada... Jada is... The songs of eleven gongs throughout the capital swept away the thought his soul had conjured, but his desire to see Jada again was immutable. The capital was alive with the hustle and bustle of excellently dressed citizens making their way towards the sphere in the city's center. Oohs and ahs escaped delighted lips along the streets, with surprise fireworks of dragons and deities bursting into the sky. Music resounded on every corner with bells, chimes, and sweeping melodies and plaintive chants from the order. The scent of freshly baked treats filled the air with cinnamon and vanilla, sparkling in shop windows with edible gold-leaf designs. Most held a symbol of the order engraved in golden icing, an ark with three legs and a sphere resting above it. Lieges proudly grasped Jada's hand as they walked through the streets. Citizens parted and bowed in excited reverence for glimpses of the commander and his wife, along with the troops accompanying them. Fascination surged through Jada as she saw the Eleven through new eyes. She was now married to a person of importance and was no longer just the average citizen that she was the last time she had celebrated the Eleven with my family. Memories of running through the streets with Zora while her parents called after them laughing and chasing rushed into Jada's mind. She was only 14 then and Zora was 12 and they both loved nothing better than being so unnoticeable that they could blend into any crowd. Quipper, their mother, would call out and worry after not catching sight of them for more than 10 seconds. But then Pomad, their father, who towered over every crowd, would spot Zora's massive hair or Jada's long pigtails swinging between the spaces as they hid. He would creep up on them just when they were sure they'd won the game and scoop them into his arms as they screamed and bucked their legs to escape. Then he would plaster them with kisses and raspberries, much to their unconstrained joy. You spoil those girls way too much, 
Pippa would scold him. The girls would silently mimic his expected response. I spoil all my girls, as he grabbed Quipper into his arms for a deep kiss, knowingly allowing Jada and Zora to sneak off once again. Their family had been a precious haven of love expressed in abundance. Their lives were as normal as normal gut in the sky colonies. It had broken Jada beyond words when her superior called her out of the volunteer area in the wars to inform her that she'd lost them all one year later. As they entered the city center, Jada saw where she had crashed to her knees as she was told the news. Her face fell at the recollection until a pair of majestic feet and royal boots stopped at the exact spot and caused her heart to skip a different kind of beat. Vlad turned towards her with a strange concern in his face, but adjusted his expression when Legis glanced in his direction. Jada rapidly scanned the troops around Vlad, breathing easier when she saw Zora just a few steps behind. Legis gave Jada's hand a slight directional pull, indicating that they should go over to pay their respects. Your supremacy, Lady Tamina. They both bowed to Vlad and Zora as they approached, and Vlad, in turn, gave a small respectful bow to them both. Legis stood straighter at Vlad's choice to bow, the mark of approval inducing relief and pride while erasing his worry. Vlad pulled Legis to his side, allowing the ladies to walk together, with Jada shooting him a grateful glance at his thoughtfulness. Are you okay? Is he treating you well? Jada quietly asked as she tried to conceal the intensity with which she wanted to squeeze Zora once again. You mean, can Vlad be trusted? Zora replied with a knowing look. I haven't determined that yet, but so far so good. Then, a small cloud of thunder rumbled in Zora's voice. I can't believe you married a commander. Granted, he wouldn't have been in charge when the forces murdered our parents, but you're aligned with them somehow. Jada drew in a quick breath as her body tensed at the unfounded accusation. You said this when you arrived, but I thought it was the effects of the shocker confusing your recollection. Zora, the earth intruders killed our parents. I thought they'd also killed you. Do I look dead, Jada? Zora replied flatly. Isn't that enough for you to realize something was very off with the tale you were told? There were witnesses who saw. No, I saw. Jada couldn't stop the tiny gasp that escaped her lips. Zora's volume had caused every member of the surrounding troops to pause, with Vlad and Legis whipping around to stare at them. Regret crashed down on Zora instantly, but she quickly adjusted her mouth into a grin and motioned to Vlad. I saw the fire dragon first! Zora pointed to the fireworks that had burst in the sky with a triumphant shout. Vlad was quick to take her cue. And I call an earth dragon next! he yelled, laughing. He groaned when yet another fire dragon followed the display and joined Zora's side once again, pointing to the sky. Legis rolled his eyes at them for Jada to see, taking her hand and whispering with a chuckle, These royals and their stupid games. Jada smiled, but stared after Zora, numbed by what she'd said. It can't be true, can it? Are the Sky Colony's forces responsible for our parents' deaths? And if so, why would they do that? With so many unanswered questions, Jada was lost in thought as they walked onto the golden carpet that led to their seats in front of the crowd. She hadn't noticed the two priestesses of the order who had followed their progression closely since they'd entered the city center. That's definitely her, one whispered to the other, nodding towards Zora. The portal showed no record of another royal's entry since his supremacy arrived. She must be the intruder, the one who has returned. And the commander's wife? The other inquired. Her connection to this is unclear, 
But one thing is not. She knows something.